Hey, Cornerstone family, it's March the 3rd, and I am just enjoying being with you day by day. Thank you so much for those of you that have given us feedback and and responded to these daily devotionals and podcasts. I'm just glad to be with you each day. And today I want to share a brief devotional thought from Luke, the 17th chapter. It's a passage of scripture that we've referenced, we've talked about on Sunday morning a couple of times in the last year or so. It's a very familiar story in Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11. It says, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Several really fascinating things about this passage of Scripture. And again, I've preached on this in the last year or so, uh, so I won't belabor the point. But there's a couple things that are super interesting. First of all, you need to understand that in the first century, lepers were outcasts. Lepers would have to stay outside of their community. Lepers would live in colonies outside of the towns. They were forbidden to be with their family. They were forbidden to work. Uh, There was provision often for them to go to synagogue, but they would have to sit in a box that was separate and it was kind of social distancing before social distancing was cool. Uh, They would have to come and they would be separate from others. They couldn't have any contact. And really having leprosy was about the worst thing that could happen to you in the ancient world. And so Jesus is on the border between Galilee and Samaria, and he comes across this leper colony. And there's these 10 guys who have leprosy, and they have to yell from a distance. They're not allowed to approach Jesus. And so normally they would say, unclean, unclean. And we assume they probably said something to that effect But in addition to that, Luke records that they hollered, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so Jesus sees them and he says, go show yourself to the priest. Now, it's interesting because nothing's happened yet, and they must be looking down at themselves, and they know that what they're supposed to do if they're healed or if they're cleansed is to go to the priest and prove it. But they're looking down at the sores on their their arms and on their legs and thinking, why would we go to the priest? Nothing has happened yet. But Luke tells us as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. When I preached on this a few months ago, uh, we looked at that phrase that literally says, in the going, they were cleansed. And so in a life of obedience, in the going, often we find Jesus meeting our need. In the going, as they went, they were cleansed. But there's these 10 guys, they're all healed, they're on their way to the priest, they're on their way to freedom, really, and one looks down and he realizes, oh, I need to go tell Jesus, thank you. And it's this fascinating passage. As this one comes back, he says, praise God. We talked about this last Sunday when we talked about bowing down. He fell to the ground at Jesus's feet, thanking him for what he had done. This is a response, a posture of worship. And Jesus is sort of confused. He says, didn't I heal 10 men? Where's the other nine? And then he makes this statement that seems offensive to us. He says, has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, this Samaritan? And you need to understand, most of you know this, that Samaritans were outcasts amongst the Jews. They were kind of considered half-breeds in the first century. And many Jews, as a matter of fact, would go around Samaria. They wouldn't even want to go through Samaria. But Jesus often pushes back, and the kingdom is 
again, we talk about the kingdom being right side up, flipping everything on its head. The kingdom is far more inclusive than the modern first century culture. The first century culture would have said there are Jews and there are Samaritans and they shouldn't mix. They shouldn't be together. And and Samaritans don't even count as humans in, in many regards. And Jesus is sort of playing up that. He's not insulting the foreigner. He's insulting the Jews. He's saying even this foreigner, this Samaritan that you don't even acknowledge is human, this Samaritan knows to come back and give thanks. And yet these other nine, presumably the other nine were Jews, or at least most of them were, these other nine don't come back. And Jesus tells the man, stand up and go, your faith has healed you. So what we see here is a rhythm that I think can be repeated in our everyday lives. I think we see a pattern of faith and gratitude faith and gratitude. Jesus comes into our lives. We respond with faith and he heals us. He touches us. He saves us. He does all of these things for us. And then the cycle should be when we have faith and Jesus touches us, then the cycle should be we respond in gratitude. And then the cycle can start all over again. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Now you go back and Jesus can heal you. You can have gratitude all over again. And the the statement that Jesus makes, stand up and go, your faith has healed you, is rather fascinating because the guy's already healed of his leprosy. So what is Jesus saying? He's saying, I healed you the first time you had faith from your leprosy. Now I'm delivering you from your sin. Now you can go because you are truly free. You are truly healed. And so there is this cycle of faith and gratitude, faith and gratitude. And so no matter where you are in your life, you should be responding to Jesus today with one of those two things, maybe both faith and gratitude, faith and gratitude. Maybe you're in a place in your life where you really need Jesus to touch. You really need him to intervene. You really need him to to heal you. You really need him to provide financially. Then you need to be living in a posture of faith. Maybe you're listening today and you're in a place where all of your needs are provided and your family is healthy and things are good. You need to be responding in a posture of gratitude. And so we should always be at some point in this cycle in our walk with Jesus of faith or gratitude, faith or gratitude. And many days we live by faith. Many days we believe for Jesus to provide, for him to heal, for him to deliver us from our, our leprosy, whatever it is. And then other days, as Jesus has provided, we need to be the one who responds with gratitude. So here's my challenge to you today. Be the one, not the nine. Be the one, not the nine. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you always respond to our cries for help. You always respond when we're in need. And so I I pray today, God, that you would respond to those who are living in that posture of faith. Respond to those right now who need healing, those who need provision, those who need uh, help in their marriage relationships and their family relationships, Jesus, would you respond to their faith? And would you help those of us who are living in a place of healing, a land of healing, would you help us to live in that place of gratitude, to be the one who returns to say thank you, to fall on our faces, to respond in this posture of worship that involves bowing our knees and and getting down on our faces before you and thanking you. Help us, Jesus, to develop that rhythm in our life of faith and gratitude over and over again as you touch us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you tomorrow.